How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Into the Pines Between Two Skis podcast. I'm Trent Walker, here with Austin Rose, and today we're going to break down turn radius, what it is, why it's important, and what it can do for you. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here with me is Austin Rose. What's up, everyone? And we're going to break this down for him. Uh, so really, let's start with what is turn radius, Austin? Yeah, so great question for all you beginner skiers, snowboarders. Um, everyone's really going to have a turn radius. More more implied in skiing, um, you'll notice it on your skis. When you look at like the dimensions of a ski, you'll always have a turn radius posted, right? We measure it in meters. Um, the basics of turn radius is exactly what it sounds like, right? The, the, it is the radius of a circle, right? So the radius of what your turn would be if you were to put a ski on edge, um, it's gonna be how long, how many meters does it take to get in a full circle, right? right. So we, we call that the radius um, and the average of that's generally gonna be between 15 and 20 meter, uh, meters depending on a lot of factors that we'll jump into here. Sorry. Okay. So really like when you say it, it carves that circle, so if you're in the middle of that circle, right, let's say you're on a run, it's, it's an open, it's, it's pretty open, right? And you want to turn that full circle, right? So will some skis do that circle tighter? What, what makes it do that? Yeah, so that's a great question. So exactly what Trent's saying there. Um, so with this, with the ski, you know, if imagining you're on a flat plane and you had as much momentum as you wanted and you were to put a ski on edge, it would turn a full circle around, right? Obviously on a slope going downhill, that doesn't ever really happen. However, we use this just to gauge dimensions of what you're buying and how you can expect that ski to perform. Um, now that turn radius varies, um, and acts in many different ways. Uh, the most notable difference with turn radius on like what causes um, a radius to vary between skis is going to be length of the ski. Okay? Okay. So length of the ski, uh, if you're a taller person and you're skiing something 170 and up, you're going to notice that the taller that ski you go, uh, the longer your turn radius is going to be. And the reason it varies per length is all based on your side cut and your edge contact with the snow. Right. Okay. So the more edge you have on the snow, the more it's going to take for that edge to actually make that tighter full circle turn. Right. Um, the other things that are going to affect that are also going to be width. Uh, right. As we know, width is going to help change uh, how much effort it takes to put a ski on edge and to what degree you're going to put that on edge. Right. Uh, and shape. Right. So if you guys have all, you know, depending on where you're coming from, if you uh, are an older generation skier that are used to skiing on those 215 skis that you measure with your hand <laughs> above your head. Right. And you got that long straight edge. You, you know that there's been a difference in shape as we've moved to parabolic style skis where you have fat tips, fat tails, short waist. Um, that's going to affect your turn radius as well there. Um, and what you're going to notice with that as well, and we'll get kind of further into it, we can, we'll jump into construction a little bit uh, and how that radius also varies depending on what angle that ski is, how aggressive you put that on edge and how that turns. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So how do I know what turn radius is right for me? Let's say, you know, I'm an intermediate 
skier. I'm, I'm mostly skiing blues. I get in the trees a little bit. Does turn radius affect my tree skiing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, right? I think turn radius affects everybody. Uh, no matter where you are on the mountain, you're going to want a different a different turn radius depending on what you're skiing and what your style is. So to determine what radius you want to look for uh, really comes down to three factors. Uh, it's going to be one, determine what your aggressiveness is. Right? If you've gone to a ski shop, you've bought a new ski before or rented a ski or whatever, you'll see the skier types. Okay, the generally the one, two, and three is the most common thing. You'll see it online if you're trying to figure out DIN settings, right? Skier type is a big deal. So first up is going to be determine your skier type. How aggressive do you ski down the mountain? Okay, the next one is going to be what terrain are you skiing? That's going to affect what radius you want. And then the third is going to be your ski style. So if you are familiar with, you know, someone that's a ski racer versus someone doing park or tree skiing, like you're saying, uh, all three of those are really going to judge what radius is right for you. Okay. Um, and what, what you're looking at. So, uh, yeah. So with that, let's, so let's go back to my example of intermediate skier. I'm mostly skiing groomed blues and I dabble in the trees, right? Yep. So if I like to get up to high speeds and take long turns, um, would it be beneficial, like would I enjoy a ski that has a tighter turn radius? Um, or should I stick with something that gives me the big gradual turns that I'm used to? Right. That's a great question. And probably one of the more common ones for our listeners is understanding how that turn radius affects them and their portion. So taking that that skier that's skiing, you know, aggressively down blues, uh, going down maybe a few blacks and whatnot, but liking that longer turn, um, something basically that uh, they hold stable at higher speeds and whatnot. So when you when you look at that, what you're want, gonna want there is generally looking at a longer turn radius, okay. right? Uh, the shorter turn radius, which you'll notice and how it feels, how it affects the skier, is you're gonna be able to make a tighter turn. Okay. Tighter turns are great when you got to ski in between objects, going through moguls, going around things, um, or just really wanting to make hard, fast, quick carves, mm -hmm. right? Uh, for someone that wants to ski a little bit faster down the mountain and want to hold a steady turn, a steady carve, you're going to want a longer turn radius, right? Yeah. And the reason being is you're widening that circle. So instead of turning sharp and cutting across the mountain super quick, you're going to notice you can hold a long edge and be able to take a wide turn, okay? And those wide turns help you maintain a faster speed as you're going down straight down the mountain. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's really the difference between how I want to look at it is, do, am I taking these little turns or more gradual turns? So let's say I'm interested in a ski, um, you know, something like the... Uh, Solomon, uh, what's that, the 98? Oh, yeah, yeah, like the QST-98. The QST-98. Yep. So if I'm interested in something like the QST-98, um, and its turn radius is shorter than what I'm used to, should I steer away from that? Or should how much weight should I be putting into the number that's on the ski? 
Right. That's a great question. And this is where it gets a lot more fun, right? This is where we start talking about uh, multi-radiuses on skis, the difference in their side cuts, difference in construction, and how that's really going to affect your skiing. Now, going back to what you're saying, how much weight should I put on the number on the ski? Uh, varies per person you talk to in this industry, right? Um, the, with that number, you're going to want to take it with a grain of salt. In my professional opinion, you don't want to put a ton of weight. What that number is doing is giving you a classification, right? So if you're seeing something and that, you know, QST 98 and in your size, it's riding at a 17 meter turn radius, right? Uh, and then you're comparing it to, we'll say the atomic bent Chetler 100, right? And its turn radius is running at 16.5. Okay. Very, very similar skis. You're talking a classification. That's like a 0.5 meter difference. Um, and oftentimes that radius is reflected on the construction of the ski and how that made it one turn a little bit sharper. And I'm putting that in air quotes, right? Turned a little bit sharper, um, because it differs on its style. Um, when you talk about how the factory puts these on a ski, what you're going to notice is they take the widest turn radius you can get, and that's what they list, right? Okay. So they put it on like a one degree edge and they say, okay, we're going to do the math on here. And if we put it here and we measure the side cut of the ski, right, we're talking where the edge makes contact with the snow and we try to carve a full circle and we can just do that with basic math and, and create a formula for it. Uh, we're going to get our side cut, our turn radius, um, and we're going to list that on the ski. So right. this isn't a guy that's on the mountain <laughs> that yeah. said, I'm going to take a hard <laughs> turn here and pull out the tape measure. What was my radius, right? Yeah. Uh, because as we know, it's going to change on multiple factors, right. right? So I look at that as a classification, right? This puts me here. What should I steer clear of? Well, if you're going to be going skiing on this QST 98, back to your example, um, I like to look at uh, the other factors of the ski, what ski fits my style. Now, this is a, a mid-class 98 is a great all-mountain ski for Fantastic. most riders, right? Yeah. Um, so that's going to that's gonna put you, again, in that kind of average turn radius, right? Looking 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're going to be looking at... Uh, like the length and like what kind of car, like camber rocker is taking into effect. Um, so on that ski, when you see that, I, I wouldn't steer clear of it. Okay. I'd say that's a great ski, right? It's a great ski to go take a look at. Let's look more now that I know that it fits my ski style. Um, it's not something that's dropping below the 15s. If I'm, uh, you know, to give you an example myself, I'm like a six foot, about six foot, 5'11", uh, 180 pound skier, right? Uh, I'm going to, if I'm skiing in that ski style that you're talking about where I want to go long turns, aggressive down the mountain, uh, I'm going to want to steer clear of things that are generally smaller than like 17, 16, 15. Right. Uh, we're going to be looking more in that kind of race ski category. Uh, and then I'm not going to want to go really larger than 2021 um, unless I'm really just bombing it straight down. Right? right. So if I want some versatility and I like going fast, I'm just looking for a ski that fits in that category. Okay. Does that kind of help break that down a little bit? No, that totally does. And one thing I thought that was interesting is that number that's posted is, is a category. It's more of a reference. Yeah. Um, because some like Austin and I have very similar builds, um, and body type, but if we got out on a ski, that's, you know, Let's take that QST 98 still. Um, we're both riding it in mid 180s. Yep. Um, 
and we're getting the same flex out of it. Someone who comes in, same ski, but they may be there 200 pounds, a couple inches taller than us, right? They're actually would be able to get a tighter turn out of that ski because they're able to get it to, to flex into the hill a little harder than we would be able to. 100%. 100%. And that's where it gets fun, uh, you know, talking about basic turn radius um, and what we're talking about. For all you beginner skiers or people that are just new to understanding the products and the industry, that's the biggest thing I would take away with is this turn radius number is a great classification to help me to understand what I'm buying Um and getting out of my ski. What I can I expect this ski to perform in what conditions? Right. Right. Uh, and that's when you really want to get into now looking at the style of the ski. And, you know, websites are great in how they break these down. They don't just give you a catalog and say, like, here's one through 20 of the skis to choose right. from. They say, here's a freestyle. Here's a race. Here's that. Right. Those those turn radiuses are going to reflect those categories. Mm-hmm. So. So with that, I actually want to jump to what would the the other side of that be? Um, like, when would I want something with with a thirty millimeter turn radius? I've seen that in powder skis. Um, how, when when do I want to make that jump? What does a turn radius look like on a powder ski? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So looking at those long turn radiuses. So if we go back to the factors that determine um, ski radius, uh, turn radius and whatnot, we were talking uh, aggressiveness, terrain and ski style. Right. Right. So aggressiveness, you know, somebody that uh, wants a longer turn radius generally is going to be a more aggressive skier. And the reason for that is also that they can, if they are stuck in a groomed train, you're skiing, we're talking resort skiing uh, in this situation, right? But you're out in the resort, there's going to be a point you got to hop on the groomed slope again, yeah. right? You, to get back on that lift, whatever you're doing, or you're hitting a terrain that you're just not comfortable with. You're coming out of powder and you bought a powder ski and you're hitting some real chunky snow, stuff that's a bit heavier than you expected. Um, the aggressive skier is going to be able to jump and turn that ski on its edge when they need to make a quick stop, right? Okay. So if you have a ski that is got a shorter turn radius, you can make a sharp turn that helps slow you down and cut that speed and put you on edge in perfect position for a stop a little bit easier than you will for a ski with that longer radius. Okay. Okay. Uh, going back in, I love your your uh, example, right? Where when would somebody want the longer turn radius? Um, especially talking like a powder skier. I think that's a perfect one. Terrain powder skiers. Well, if we're talking and another great topic for even podcasts and skis in general, um, what? How do we break down what ski is good for powder? Right. We're generally talking stuff that is going to be wider. Um, and got a little bit more length to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what causes a ski to float in powder is all surface area. You know, you'll see all those race skiers jealous of the snowboarders because the board's got this massive surface area to float you. That's just the science of skis and, you know, the snow sport industry. So if you're going to be skiing powder, you want that long ski. You're also going to get that long turn radius, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a ski that reacts a little bit quicker, a little bit. Uh, stiffer in some aspects to be able to turn that ski in the soft snow conditions and be able to get it to react without having to flex the ski to make it do so. Okay. Right. Um, and then third ski style, right. right? So just again, how that ski is designed to perform and what conditions you're skiing. In. Right. So perfect. Awesome. Um, so now let's, let's shift gears a little bit again. Um, and I want to get more into, 
into the nitty gritty, uh, the the flex pattern that then creates this this number that we're talking about. Yeah. Right? So so what are really what what are some parameters that go into making this number? Right. So and that's where we kind of get in talking about uh, the multi radius, right? And when you hear the terms, um, you'll hear like a three D side cut radius or a triple section or you know whatever. Um, there's a lot of terms for it, um, and we start getting into talking about um, how like what factors create that side cut turn radius and how they change uh, per person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now these factors that create it, they're going to perform. Uh, so they, they are going to vary per person, but they're going to keep and maintain that style of ski, right? So you can expect it to to basically land on a scale that you you understand. Uh, so let's let's hop in and talk about those factors that you're referring to. Um, so what's going to determine that ski radius? Uh, first is going to be like we talked about was length. Is that effective edge on it, right? Um, so we're we're talking, you know, if you are. Um, a skier that wants to ski faster, we generally want that longer ski, that longer turn radius. And this is where it gets fun as a buyer because you can take a ski that you could buy short and get a whole different feel for the ski than if you were to buy it long, yeah. right? And get something that's a little bit taller over your head or or right. something at the top of your forehead or whatever, right? Um, the next is going to be those flex patterns, right? right. Uh, the stiffer skis are going to react a little bit quicker uh, when you get them up to higher speeds and you put more force in that ski, it's going to turn sharp. It's going to want to react immediately, right? Yeah. Um, and then vice versa, you're talking about a soft ski. You're going to be able to get that ski to turn sharp uh, with less force in it. Right. That ski is going to flex when you get a ski to flex more and dig that edge contact into the snow. um, It's going to react a little bit quicker and get you that shorter side cut. Okay. Okay. So let's take, let's take the Nordic Enforcer 100. Um, So for those of you who don't know, the Nordic Enforcer 100, fantastic ski. Yep. It's heavy. Yes. It's a heavier (laughs) ski. Um, And that's because it's, it's got two sheets of metal in it. Right. Yes. So from what you're saying, right. If, that ski, because of, of how it is, some people might not get it to react the way that other people might. Exactly. Yep. And that was like the like the third portion with side cut is really construction. When you talk about flex and construction, they fall hand in hand. Okay. Right? Um, now, if you're a lighter skier, um, which goes into why with the women's skis of the Nordic Enforcer, they call them the Santa Anas, uh, they're actually designed... Uh, they, they have a different construction from the actual enforcer, right? Nordica mm-hmm. tailors that to a woman's skier, tailors that to someone that's going to generally not have the same weight height distribution um, as like the male skiers. So they actually put one sheet of metal in the Santa Ana, two into the enforcers. Okay. Right. Um, so for, for somebody that is a lighter skier, say you're a teenager and you see all these guys that's that are skiing on enforcers cruising down the mountain and you know they're all we're gonna say like 30s and you know doing some crazy gnarly carves maybe some tricks and things right um for that teenager that might be weighing in say 140 pounds comparison to the 180 200 210 rider uh, when they if they were on the exact same ski exact same height and everything that teenager is going to get a ski that feels a little bit harder for them to put on edge it's going to feel stiffer it's going to react very quick right 
However, they're going to have to ski harder than that that person that weighs 180, 210 in order to get the same turn out of it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, flip the switch on them, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say we're not talking about an enforcer, but we're talking about um, – Let's say like a line ski. Yeah. Um, a Vision 98. Vision 98. Right? Great fun ski, super lightweight, very flexible. Line is notorious for a soft flex pattern. Right. right? So we know they have a lot of rocker, tip and tail. Um, it's going to allow the ski to flex deep into the snow. We flip the switch, same height, right? Same people. Um, they're both 5'11, uh, but one's 200 pounds. The other guy's 140. Well, that 140 skier now is going to be able to deviate that turn. They're going to be able to turn sharper, right? They're going to be able to have a little more flexibility in that soft ski than the guy that weighs a little bit more, yeah. right? And we're talking now the opposite. Instead of having the guy that weighs 210 be able to flex a stiff ski, uh, a little bit easier. Now they're on a very soft ski that they're going to be flexing too much. They're, they're going to have to, yeah, they're over flexing. They're going to have to ski softer than the younger guy that can ski a more aggressively to get better performance out of it. Right. And that's really back to like what you're saying, matching your ski to, to your style, to who you are. Um, and once again, that's why we're making this podcast so you guys better understand, okay, what is my style? What, what am I looking for? Do I need something stiffer? Do I need something, um, less stiff like what's my for my style and one thing is as you were talking that um came to mind is head core i think this was back 2019 2020 yeah um they did uh they had like their head core 99 their head core 93 but one thing that was interesting is as you looked at them they actually preserved their side cut base or in the individual lengths. Normally side cut goes up as lengths go up. Yeah. But they sh- they narrowed the ski so that each ski in each length felt the same. Right, right. Which is really cool, you know. And that's when you start talking about, again, well, what is this turn radius, right? Mm-hmm. So they all say the same turn radius, but they're different lengths. Now, does that mean that they ski the exact same for me if I were to buy the tall ski versus the small ski, right? Mm-hmm. I, my, my quick answer would be no, you're going to get a little bit different performance. Um, but the idea of that is that you fit the same classification depending on any skier that picks it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, if I'm, you know, I'm a five foot skier and I bought this, you know, head core 93 and a 153 or, you know, whatever I'm buying, um, I'm going to have the same performance and same flexibility. I, I have the same opportunity to ski as my dad who is six foot two ten, and he bought a 185 head core 93, right. right? He can give me advice. He can talk to me and say, this is how I ski it. This is how I turn. And it actually applies, which is really cool, right? Yeah. Uh, because they're going to have the same flex, the same style, just with a shorter edge length. Mm-hmm. So really, really cool um, option when you're looking at buying pairs of skis or things that you want to understand how they feel. And, you know, in my experience, head that core ski, notorious. They keep that through even the width of their skis, right? They go up a little bit, but they all feel the exact same, uh, which is no, which is part of that design of having these multi-radius design side cuts on a ski. Yeah. And they're really doing that on purpose exactly for the reason you're talking about, right? So that Everyone can have a similar experience and a similar ride, um, no matter what your classification is, no matter what size you are, you're going to have a similar riding experience. I think that's really unique um, because a lot of the skis that I ride, 
um, I would feel nervous putting someone else on that ski because I know for me, I'm aggressive. Um, yep. <laughs> and, and I know that I can get a certain flex out of these skis and get them to respond the way I want, but someone else might not. And they might be like, I don't know why you ride this garbage. Yep. Um, but for me, <laughs> it's, it's not garbage. It's the best. Right. A hundred percent. I've got skis. Uh, I'll go up with Trent and I, if I were to swap my, my visions over to Trent, you know, I think he'd enjoy them because he knows how to ski them. But you know, at first thought you'd be like, Hey man, these skis don't hold up as fast as I want to go. <laughs> right. Well, they're chattering. They're a little different, you know? Yeah. So. That actually reminds me of one of my early season skis, um, is the forefront turbos. Yep. And they're, they're pushing season 12, 13, and they are solid with construction. They're heavy. They're, they're great. They're bulletproof. And I took them out with a friend of mine who had a demo or we have roughly the same, same ski boot length. Yep. And he was on the Sir Francis Bacon's in a shorter length. And it's early season. So the <laughs> snow was pretty hard. And when we got out there, we're skiing down and I can just charge everything, right? No problem. I'm binding everything. Yep. Yeah. And he's doing really well behind me, right? He's because yep. he's lighter. He's a much shorter guy. Um, and then we, we switched skis and he was able to get my skis to go and bite hard. He wasn't able to get quite the same flex out of it, but I went from riding really aggressive to having to be like, I have to back up. This is a lot shorter of a ski than I'm used to, a lot softer of a ski than I'm used to, especially on a day like this where it's, it's a little firmer out. And he beat me down to the bottom, and I was like, okay, I want my skis back. <laughs> <laughs> Hand them over. Yeah. Right? It, was, it was simply just because of these parameters that we're talking about that they just didn't play in my favor for that kind of ski. Exactly, right? And, I mean – Putting aside the fact that you each learn how to ride your own skis and whatnot, it's exactly what you're talking about. He's going to be stoked and be like, dude, you got to try these skis. Mm-hmm. You know, they turn on a dime. They're so easy and, and whatnot. And you hop on and you're like, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. You know? yeah 100%. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly those parameters, yeah. right? Exactly what we're talking about there. Well, I think we really, we really got into the meat of everything here. And I yep. think we've learned a lot. Um, so thank you for for taking the time to break that down for us. Yeah. And, um, we are we're going to be making these all the time. So always be checking back. Check our website um, at intothepine.com um, for any new information or updates. Uh, make sure you check our social media pages also to uh, see what else we're reviewing, see what else we're talking about so you can stay up to date. Definitely. And, and just to recap there as Trent is, is wrapping us up here, our whole purpose of this, you know, uh, we're Trent and I are Salt Lake City skiers in Utah and we've got people that drive up from St. George because, you know, they don't have ski shops in St. George. They don't have the ability, you know, I always love to recommend people to go out and, and talk to professionals in the industry our purpose at Into the Pine is to bring it straight to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to buy a ski online uh, with confidence, knowing that you're getting the gear you want, you know what you're looking at, and not having to journey 200 miles to your local ski shop for information. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Especially since buying skis online is can be daunting, but it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be at all, yeah. right? So, awesome. But... Thank you uh, again for joining us today. 
and feel free to check back so we can journey further into the pine.